0: This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we're celebrating the football team's third consecutive outright CBB Series title. We also wrap up the seasons for some of our fall sports, and we talk to our Bobcats of the week. That's coming up on the Bates Bobcast. <laughs> The football team defeated Bowdoin 24 7 on Saturday to win their third consecutive outright CBB Series title. It's the first time the Bobcats have accomplished that feat since 1929 through 1931. The win also marks the Bobcats' sixth consecutive win over the Polar Bears, and Bates has now won or shared the CBB Series title in a record six consecutive years. The Bobcats found themselves down 7-3 to three early in the fourth quarter before first-year Matt Golden connected with sophomore Marcus Ross for a 35-yard touchdown pass, giving Bates the lead for good. Golden entered the game in the second quarter after starting quarterback Sandy Plashkiss went down with an injury. Junior Frank Williams ran for a 36-yard touchdown and Golden showed off his speed with a 65-yard touchdown run to give the Bobcats their final margin of victory with just under seven minutes left in the game. On Monday, we sat down with head coach Mark Harriman to look back at the CBB series clinching win. When Sandy went down, what were you thinking? What was going through your head, you know, putting Golden in the game? I know he'd play a lot on special teams, but to actually play quarterback.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, he obviously Matt's done a great job. And being the backup quarterback isn't always an easy position because you do. You literally have to prepare like you're going in on, on the very next play. And a lot of times that doesn't happen. So he's done a great job all year, you know, preparing himself and, and – Um, we had a lot, you know, we have a lot of confidence in them. I, I, you know, we certainly tried to, to keep it simple on them for the first couple of series, just to let them, uh, you know, get the butterflies out and, and, and really kind of get accustomed to what was going on. And, from that point on, he did a great job.
0: Yeah, and what does it say about his ability that he's able to bounce back from two fumbles to really play great down the stretch?
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the resilience that, that he showed that was, for a young guy, that was amazing because there there's, I, I can't think of, you know, other people that have been in that situation, but to have a guy come in and and lose the ball twice uh, and not kind of go into the tank is, is is really unusual. So I was really impressed with, as I said, his resilience.
0: When you have a sudden change like that in terms of a different quarterback entirely, do you talk with Skip much about change of strategy or just kind
1: of you know? Yeah, I mean, again, Skip and I have been together for, you know, almost 20 years now. So it it, it we, we were on the same page, I think, with, you know, let him get his feet underneath him, and then we'll see what happens from there. And, and again, I think, you know, it, it just kind of played, played out the way we, we wanted it to as far as once he – Once he really started to gain some confidence and and was able to, you know, expand what we were doing a little bit more with throwing the football and, and then, you know, getting the ball out on the perimeter and pitching it a couple of times and all that. Yeah, let's
0: talk about the touchdown pass to Marcus Ross. So you guys had run the ball six straight times on that drive, and then you busted out the play action, a deep ball. What, what um, in terms of that formation, you know, set up, determined that now's the time to go for it there yeah. with Ross.
1: Well, a- again, it's it's that whole, you know, they they. Uh, if they really have to stop the run then they they need to commit more people to it and they started to do that and so it was it was really a matter of time before we were, you know we were going to hit them with some play action and that was just the you know the right down a distance great call by skip to you know make that call at that time
0: and then Marcus told me after the game that you know the touchdown run by Matt surprised him even. He didn't know Matt was that fast. Did you know Matt was that fast? Uh,
1: we you know we always hope they're that fast, <laughs> um, especially on game day. But uh, you know he he's a really good athlete. I mean he we, he off the off his high school tape when we were recruiting him and and all that. We we knew that he was a, a very good athlete. Um, you know I. I Again, he he's one of those guys that I think's a gamer, and you know what, irregardless of how fast he is, he was fast on that play, and that's all that counts. Right, and then the defense looking on the other side of the ball. Obviously, they gave up the one touchdown
0: drive, but after that, they pretty much shut down Bowden. Trevor Lyons, two more interceptions. He just seems to live
1: for the CBB series, doesn't he? Trevor's a big play guy for us, and you know he he puts himself in position to make plays and. Um, he certainly did that on Saturday, both you know on defense and and did another great job with with returning kicks, with punts for us. And it seemed like the blocked field goal by Richardson was kind of a turning point in the game, wasn't it? Yeah, it, you know, time again we can take points off the board, and, and you know they had gotten a little bit of momentum moving the football on us, and and for them to come away with zero points at that time in the game was was a, I think a huge momentum swing. Who were some other guys that stood out to you
0: on defense? Obviously, Mark Upton was all over the place, Max Brecci, and San Francisco well. Anybody else that really stood out?
1: Yeah, well, I think Max played, played the best game of the year from that perspective. And the guy that I think was a little unsung in, um, was Jack Maritz. I think Jack did a really good job, uh, you know, had some big plays for us, had, had sack and uh, some TFLs, and, and uh, really did a good job pressuring, pressuring the quarterback.
0: And then, um, you know, looking back on the offensive side of the ball, um, you know, tell us about Sandy in terms of his status and what's going on with him.
1: Yeah, well, Sandy's he's done, um, unfortunately. You know, he he did uh, he suffered a, a break on his fibula, so he's uh, he's going to be done done for the year. Have him back next year for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a you know, it's not one of those injuries that, in in many ways, it's it's better than you know having traumatic ligament damage to have that break they, you know they'll probably go in and put a pin in it and it'll be you know healed in a couple of months
0: and then just big picture for you I mean the CBB series it officially goes back to 65 it really goes back to the 1800s since Bowden and Colby and Bates have been playing football against each other what does it mean to you to you know be able to beat these two programs three consecutive years uh, basically and then you've had at least shared share of the title since the start of this uh, new decade essentially yeah
1: well it, you know it, again it's 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 a tribute to our older guys to be you know we 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 recognize every year that our schedule's front loaded and um, we need to you know do everything we can to compete with the best teams in 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 the conference, and then when you, you get back into the CBB play, sometimes we're you know we're a little beat up, and for the guys, especially the senior class, to come through and just really you know um, step it up and, and and when they needed to make plays, do it. Then it, it's just a great feeling, you know, for, for all everybody involved in the program.
0: And then uh, we've talked about the Ross touchdown. We talked about Golden's touchdown run, but also Frank Williams, another touchdown run, a sweep off the right side. Uh, what opened up from that play for him?
1: uh you know it, it it's one of those plays that it, it if we block it upright you, i literally i don't want to say i hold my breath but in a good way because when we block it upright there's you know and there's one guy to beat frank can usually do that and then it's it's a big play for us so you know we we run that play quite a bit and and he was able to uh You know, we we finally got the flank we were looking for and and, um, got blocked up great by everybody, by the receivers, by by the line, and, and, um, you know, by the guys blocking on the perimeter. And, and, uh, you know, he was able to make his patented move and put it in the end zone. And then just
0: halftime in general, kind of a moment in time going to the half. You're down 7-3 at that point. You know that you have to use your backup quarterback for the rest of the game what did you say the team what did you say the coaches about what has to be done in the second half to make a comeback and get the victory
1: uh i i challenged them a little bit because i i don't i i personally didn't think we played to our capability in the first half um nothing to do with with the quarterback situation just overall i didn't think we we played with the type of intensity that that we're capable of playing with and So, you know, I I kind of uh, challenged them a little bit to prove that that they had that in them, and I thought they they responded great from that standpoint. Um, You know, we always make a few adjustments at at halftime on both sides of the ball, and, um, you know, sometimes it looks like you did a great job making adjustments, and sometimes you actually make good adjustments, and (laughs) it doesn't look like you made any adjustments. but. Um, you know, I, again, we, we, you know, on both sides of the ball, made, made a few adjustments, and, and they seemed to work out for us.
0: Great. And then this weekend is Senior Day, um, last home game of the year, last game of the year for that matter against Hamilton. Uh, for you as a head coach, what is Senior Day like for you every year? Because it seems to be uh, probably a lot of mixed emotions, right?
1: Yeah, it's it's bittersweet. You know, I, I think any time you have a group of guys that, that work so hard, you know, football's not a lot of fun. I mean, you know, as far as <laughs> – what they have, what they they go through in the off season, what the, the practices are like, and you only have eight opportunities a year to to actually go out and play the the game, um, it, you know. So the guys that hang tough for four years and and go through this program, and um, it, you know, it just it means, like I said, it's bittersweet. It's great to see them grow up and become men, but you know, there's there's guys that you know you, you you hate to see go away and and it's not necessarily about their football ability it's about their you know the, their their work ethic and the effort that they've put in um but it's uh you know again we would like it to be a a great rewarding day for them and you know go out and play well
0: yeah it probably would mean a lot to um you know establish that 500 baseline again after kind of a,
1: a tough year last year right yeah well again you know one of one of my messages to the team this week when we meet tonight is going to be um you know and not again not making light of the c b b but if you look since uh thirty years ago there's actually more times that Bates has won the c b b than they've won four games or more, so this is a huge game, and you know it's great that um we've taken a step forward with the program and that w- there's higher expectations but you know in, the, in again in, in 30 years of Bates college football this would probably i think this would be the fifth time that w- we win um at least four games so it, it, that's it's you know it is it's a, obviously the biggest game on our schedule
0: golden completed all three of his passes for 48 yards and a touchdown he also ran the ball 14 times for 126 yards and a touchdown for coming off the bench to play quarterback and leading the bobcats to victory golden is our male bobcat of the week
2: so i started playing quarterback as a freshman in high school it was a a similar offense to what we run here at bates a lot of a lot of uh run read uh reading the triple option um and and over the the last couple years and especially this year um i've started to, to have to read past more and um i'm just enjoying developing as a as a player
0: Sure, and then I understand your dad is a high school football coach, but you did not play for him in high school. But what was it like having a dad who's a football coach?
2: Ever since I was a little kid, uh, my my dad, my grandfather, um, football coaches. I've always wanted to be a, a football coach, and I've always wanted to to play football in college. And it's it's been a it's been a great experience this year, being able to be part of the Bates team and uh, be able to fulfill that that goal of mine that I've had. Great, and then what about Bates appealed to you? What made you want to uh, come up here to play? Um, so. It was one of the, the few schools that I was looking at. Um academic wise it's an amazing school. Um and I really like the uh and we have a very, very solid football program. And I love the uh of the people we have in our program. And uh it just overall this was this was the best fit for me. I'm um, I'm very happy with my decision.
0: What part of your game have you been working on
2: the most this year in practice and whatnot, developing as a player? I've been improving everywhere. I think I've I've had to do some different things that I haven't had to do before. Um as far as special teams wise, um that's been a great opportunity to to improve all around. Just the more the more different things you can do, um the better the better football player overall you can uh, you can practice and learn to be the better you can be, become at whatever individual position you play. So I think doing uh doing a lot of different things has uh helped me this year just uh just improve overall and that's helped me improve as a quarterback
0: you've had the chance to make some tackles on special teams right
2: <laughs> I'm a backup on our on our punt team personal protector and uh i've been able to get in on one or two tackles so far um and that's that's been really good uh, just try to do uh take care of my responsibility on uh on that team and do what I can
0: Great, great. And then um, obviously one game left uh, in this season, and you're for the first time this year preparing to be the starter for this upcoming Saturday. So how does that change practice for you, if at all?
2: I'm looking forward to practicing this week. I think um, it's – I don't think it's going to change too much um, except for the number of reps, but I'm I'm looking forward to practicing, and and, uh, I'm not going to approach it any differently than I would have uh, any other week because any other week – like we saw last week, I could end up having to uh, having to play. And uh, so I, I've approached practice that way um, every week. So I don't think my, my approach to practice is going to be any different this week, just getting ready to play if I have to and, uh, and planning on it, planning on playing and being prepared to do that on Saturday.
0: Great. And then I know a lot of people say sometimes the biggest transition from – High school to college is the speed of the game. Have you noticed any
2: uptick in speed this year? Um, you know, playing especially in the most recent game there against Bowden. Absolutely, but it uh, takes a couple plays, and it's not really something you you have the opportunity to think about when you're in the game. You just have to uh, do do what you can and uh, trust yourself, trust your teammates, trust trust your line to make uh, make their plays, trust the backs and receivers to make their plays, and. Uh, and everything has uh, usually usually works out. Um, that's that's what we're looking for. You gotta trust your teammates, and the speed of the game is is one thing, but it's something that um, you have to adjust to. And I I think I'm comfortable with right now.
0: Great. Well, Matt, thanks so much for your time, and congrats again on being our male bobcat of the week. Thank you very much. Our female bobcat of the week is senior captain Chandler McGrath of the volleyball team. They're the only other program in action this past week, traveling to Tufts University as the number 7 seed in the NESCAC Championships. In the NESCAC quarterfinals, they took on Middlebury this past Friday, falling to the Panthers 3-1. But McGrath had a huge game, tallying a career-high 24 kills. She joined the Bobcats to look back on her season and her career as a Bobcat.
3: Well, first off, I can't believe how fast the season went by. And just, like, my four years in general at Bates, like, I think this past season marks a huge shift in the program. Um, Starting off my freshman year, like, we were barely making the NESCAC tournament when getting two wins. And this year we go 500, beat Middlebury, who we haven't beaten, like, 13 years. And I just think this season marks a huge shift in the program's. Um, momentum. So I'm really proud of how this season went. Yeah, because in the
0: middle of your career, you got a new coach and Melissa Duran. What was that like, kind of, you know, transitioning to a new coach for the last two years?
3: Uh, I think there was a little bit of – everyone was really excited to have some new um, leadership in in the program, and I think it was obviously really great for us. Um, And like anything, it took some time to grow into this new – just this new kind of leadership, and we've had our ups and downs the past two years, but I think especially this year, it finally clicked for us, and I think Melissa's gonna do great things for the program in the future
0: and one kind of cool thing is you all only lost once this year at home. It seems like you really enjoy playing alumni gym, especially this year, right?
3: Yeah, we always get a nice little crowd at alumni, and we play so much better for our fans, when we're playing for our fans and Alumni's home for me, so it it we feel comfortable there, and obviously we can succeed when we're home. Just gotta translate that over to our uh, away matches. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then in the NESCAC championships against uh, Middlebury, obviously a, a very good team. What was it like to play them again so soon? Do you think? Th- did you see them make any adjustments in that match?
3: Uh, Middlebury definitely adjusted in, according to our offense. They played great defense, and I think. Coming off our win the weekend before, we were really excited. And um, I think there was like a mental shift for us, which was the most important. There wasn't a huge change in our skills in the week leading up to the tournament. Um, It was honestly just a mental shift of we beat this great team. We are this great team. Let's go in and do this during the tournament. Um, And I think... During the Middlebury game in the tournament, we had a couple moments where we kind of lost sight of that mentality, um, but I think towards the end, we, like, really fought, and we gave it all we had.
0: Yeah, and you had, obviously, as I mentioned before, a career-high 24 kills. Was that just a product of the circumstance, or, like, oh, man, it's going to be my last match. I got to go I gotta go extra.
3: <laughs> uh, I think it was a little bit of both in, like, it was, like, halfway through the game, and I realized I was, like... Why am I being so like timid about this? like I'm just gonna go hard as much as I can, like this could be my last game, so might as well give it all I got, so I just started swinging away, and it actually turned out really well for me so yeah,
0: and then, um obviously, you know your teammates and everything you know what's what's it been like growing with the rest of the senior class over these four years?
3: uh, we've been through a lot as a senior class, we've been through a lot of leadership changes, coach changes um just our own kind of dealing with like ups and downs in the team itself. And I think as a class, we really want to come together and lead the team in a very different way than we've been led the past four years. We want to create an environment where everyone on the team felt included and comfortable, which is something that hasn't always been a part of our team um, dynamic. So I think we really tried to change the mindset of the program in terms of, like, that as well as, like, the mindset in terms of what we can accomplish in NESCAC. There was never a moment where we were scared to play a team because of the name on their shirt, right. which is, I think is the most important thing for Bates going forward.
0: Now, for you, what what's next? I mean, obviously, you have to finish up here at Bates and graduate and everything. What, what are your plans in, in the near future, you think?
3: For myself, I'm looking into possibly going into some sort of research program, looking into, like, learning disorders, and so I'm I'm a neuroscience major, so I'm really interested in, like, mental illness and learning more about that, so hopefully after Bates, I'll find myself somewhere there. Okay,
0: great, and then I, I imagine you'll probably be following the volleyball program very closely in the next few years, right?
3: Oh, definitely. It was so funny. One of our seniors um the night before our game was like, "I know it seems like it's gonna be your last game, but it's really not like even after you leave Bates like Bates volleyball, we're a family, and we all stay in touch afterwards and it's so true because we have alums come back for every almost every game from different from all different places of the country, so you can't get rid of us that easily. We'll be back. All right,
0: Chandler, thanks so much for your time, and congrats again on a great career here at Bates.
3: Thank you so much, Aaron. It's time to
0: look back on the soccer and field hockey seasons. The men's soccer team finished their season with a 6-7-2 and 2 overall record, including a pair of NASCAR victories along with one draw. Head coach Stuart Flaherty joined the Bobcats to reflect on their year. Wrapping up the men's soccer season here on the Bobcats with the head coach of the Bobcats, Stuart Flaherty. And first of all, coach, obviously this year started off a hot start for the men's soccer team, kind of slumped in the middle of the season and picked things up near the end. What, if anything, did you notice throughout the year in terms of the – was there any different in terms of the way you guys played, adjustments you guys made on and off the field?
4: Yeah, I think that's a fairly accurate statement. We did start very well. Um, we came out and we won two of our first three um we didn't really change the shape much during the season you know we had one day uh we went to a 4 4 because we thought something would work and it didn't um and we hit a run where you know there were I think it was two draws in eight yeah seven games maybe and we didn't get a win uh so that presents some challenges i think the one promising thing that showed throughout the year is the uh the work ethic and the mindset of the kids i mean we uh tie, scored goals to tie or win the game in the last five minutes of the season on three separate occasions, which obviously speaks to physical fitness, but also speaks to determination and wanting to get something done. And that run where we didn't have many wins, there was a draw at UNE where Matty David equalised in the 86 minutes, and there was a draw at Borden, who were the league champion, who were, and we equalised by, by a Merchant in the 86 minutes. So it certainly wasn't for a any you know internal locker room issues or any lack of work ethic? Uh, the fact is you know a couple of times we played well and had an unlucky break. Um, a couple of games in particular we had a bounce of the ball where something goes our way we win the game and it went against us and we lose it. And sometimes we didn't have a good day against good opposition. And you know this game can punish you. Uh, but I think it's very telling that we win three of the last four games, including you know a team in Thomas who will likely be heading to the NCAA tournament, and uh, Middlebury, who were ranked 15 in the country uh, the day we beat them in overtime.
0: Excellent. And then, you know, in terms of individual players, obviously the goalkeeper gets a lot of attention. Robbie Montanaro is a sophomore starting in, in, the, um, in the goal. What, what was your evaluation of his performance this year?
4: Yeah, I thought Robbie had a good year, for sure. Yeah, I mean, there was uh, there was games he was under a lot of pressure. Um, if I look back to the games when we went to Tufton, we went to Wamhurst, the run of the game was such that he was placed under a great deal of st- strain. But, uh, you know, he, he came up with uh, a lot of big saves. You know, we've got some things like every player on the team, we have some areas of his game that we want Robbie to improve yeah. and we'll talk to and work with Robbie on them. Uh, but that doesn't put him in a different position to anyone else in the roster. I think every sophomore... Should have a mindset where they want to be better as a junior as they were as a sophomore and even better as a senior. So we just sort of start the cycle all over again with Rob. He definitely improved from his freshman year to his sophomore year, and now we start again from the base and try and get him to be a better goalkeeper in his junior year.
0: Who are some players who maybe, maybe surprised you in a good way in terms of played maybe above expectations this season?
4: Yeah, I man. I don't know if I'm surprised by any of them because you know you never you never know what you're going to get out of your 28 guys, but. You know, there is a ceiling that every kid has, you know, and you've got to be optimistic as a coach and you've got to see the best case scenario for every player. So, I mean, obviously, Nate Merchant coming off one or two goals last year and hitting seven this year. I mean, that that is absolutely a spike, but I wouldn't say I'm surprised by it because when we recruited Nate, we thought he could be an all-conference-level player. We thought he could get goals and we thought he could get assists. I mean, it's certainly fantastic that he's gone out there and done it. Uh, Matty Devitt is another one. You know, um, I think the big thing with Matty is Matt had a real rough ride injury-wise during his first three years, so his stats weren't quite reflective of the player he is. I mean, this is a kid who in his U-17 club season has... Playing in and winning national championships and regional championships with PDF from New Jersey, so again not surprised by it, but it's certainly nice that those two boys, I believe, showed their potential and you know reached a peak during the fall.
0: Now we're into the off season. It's just recruiting, 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 right?
4: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, I um, am going taking the seniors out for dinner. Next week, certainly very grateful for what they've done. We've got our awards voting that I haven't tallied up yet. Maybe I should do it today on election day. <laughs> maybe, maybe that will be there fitting and go. see who wins uh, the team votes for MVP and Rookie of the Year and things like that. Uh, we have Mike Seltzer around to uh, help them with any off season, but yeah, they'll they'll have a bit of time to decompress now. When I'll be going to the uh, GPS Thanksgiving tournament in Mass be going to uh disney showcase in florida which is a welcome change of location when uh (laughs) when we get to the end of december and yeah we'll look we'll look for the next uh people north and we'll look for the next matt david
0: all right sounds like a plan Stuart flaherty thanks so much for recapping the men's soccer season with us thanks aaron the women's soccer team finished their season with a record of five nine and one including a win and a draw in NASCAR play assistant coach Amanda Hamilton looks back on her first year with the program and the season overall your first year as assistant coach fresh out of college what was the experience like for you
5: it was a transition um, but I think you know with the help of Kelsey Ross um, our head coach uh, she made it a really easy transition um, she gave me you know a lot of responsibility which was great um, and you know she was really supportive the girls were great you know it wasn't uh oh she just graduated she's so young I uh, I think, you know, they they respected me and my soccer knowledge, which made it a lot easier uh, than I thought it was going to be. So, yes, yeah, so it, it was an all-around really great experience, a great learning experience. Yeah.
0: And what were some of the responsibilities Kelsey gave you?
5: Um, you know, we worked close with recruits. I did a recruiting camp for Kelsey over the summer, um, you know, just staying in contact with our recruits overnights, um, you know, planning some technical sessions for the girls, um, a lot of little things, you know, that uh, – you know Kelsey has a lot on her plate, so I think you know I just kind of step in for the you know for the touch of help every once in a while.
0: What was maybe the biggest surprise that you maybe weren't expecting uh, being an assistant coach you know your first year because I know obviously you played college soccer, so you're familiar with division three level and everything well maybe one thing that surprised you
5: I think something that surprised me was that I felt. Even a little more competitive than I thought I would as a coach. I thought I might, you know, lose my edge, my competitive edge as a an assistant coach. But I think if anything, now the the wins are just that much more exciting, you know, because you you can't physically get out there and do it for them. But it's just as exciting when they win for you to be able to cheer on the sideline and think to yourself, well, well done, you know.
0: Yeah, and give us an idea of like actually during the match what what you're doing out there on the sideline with Kelsey.
5: So a lot of um, during the game, what I I actually. I have, like, one specific job that I do during the game is just, you know, write down the opposing team's starting lineup, you know, write down some of their weaknesses, some of their strengths uh, offensively and defensively, you know, take a few notes on their goalkeeper. Um, And then, you know, we reconvene at halftime. Um, But, I mean, Kelsey kind of gives me a lot of, uh, you know, she loosens the reins in terms of letting me get involved during the game and give the girls direction, you know, while she's talking to someone on the sideline. Um, she always asks for our input during halftime. So I mean, it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty cohesive. I mean, it's a great cohesion between the coaches, and we're all really open with, you know, what we're feeling during halftime and things like that.
0: Excellent. Last match of the year was against Colby, mm-hmm. and obviously the team was looking for that first NESCAC victory, and they got it in, in double overtime. Right? How exciting was that?
5: I mean, that was uh, it was an out of this world feeling, and I think if you know, of course, for a neighboring main school, uh, the rivalry was that much more. You know fiery but I think uh, I mean I think if anything after a, a season of trials for the girls to go out you know give it their all and come out with the result which you know we had struggled with we had put the effort in and the heart was there but we weren't getting the results that we wanted um, but we finally got the result against Kobe and um, And it, you know, it just, it gave, you know, we had a great class of seniors who just, you know, were great leaders on and off the field. And I think for them to, you know, end the season on a high note and for us to be on the up and up come 2017 season was really important.
0: And then soccer, maybe for the untrained eye, soccer looks like there's a lot of randomness, randomness involved. Would you agree, disagree with that statement?
5: Um, I think that soccer is a game of consistency or, you know, I think the successfulness comes from being able to be consistent in your hard work and your training. And, you know, with the NESCAC, which is one of the most competitive D3 leagues in the nation, I think uh, that consistency is key to a team's success. And, you know, I think coming off of such a successful year last year, you know, Kelsey being coach of the year and going 500 and, you know, NESCAC and being able to move on to the tournament um, was a huge step for the program. And it's hard to, con- you know, it's hard to continue that consistency. Um, so, I mean, going forward, that um, that's kind of our, you know, our, Little motto it's just like consistency and you know staying strong in our tra- offseason training
0: who were maybe a couple of the players who stood out to you this year as someone who uh, really um, did a nice job for the team and th- from your point of view as a coach uh
5: well we I mean we had returners who just gave it their all I mean our two captains Allison Hill and Aaron Shea just you know came in every single practice whether it was a lift or you know just a small technical session they were always there you know heart and soul for the program um, which is t- so commendable. I mean, dual athletes. Um, and, you know, Allison's an All-American, and, like, it just shows through her effort. Erin's um, just a, a gritty kid. You know, she gets after it. Um, but, I mean, other than seniors, we I mean, we had, you know, Olivia amder returning, who was, you know, an all-Nescaq um, pick last year, and she just did great things for us on the flank, and she just brings so much energy, and, you know, her fitness level is out of this world. Uh, but we also had... You know, um, another junior that stepped in really hard, McCarthy, um, Sarah McCarthy, our keeper, just had an, an unbelievable year. And you know, she the numbers don't really speak for the, you know, I mean the nonstop effort that she put in from the back. I mean, she's made some incredible saves for us. Um, then we also had like first year Mackenzie Kelly. Um, you know, you had interviewed previously earlier in the season, and she just was, she was all over the place, and she did a great job for us in the back. And we had we honestly we had a lot of people who took on new roles this season and and they did well with what we had um and you know with the trials again they 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 did well collectively
0: great and now it's the offseason so what are you doing now that's helping with recruiting or what's the what's the mission in the offseason
5: so yeah so right now we do a lot of you know recruiting base uh, you know we just set our 2017 schedule which is exciting um, and other than that, you know, we we get ready for our clinics, that we have a winter clinic and a spring clinic, uh, we'll go on some recruiting trips, um, a lot of it, you know, logistics, of course, you know, planning, uh, you know, next season's trips, where we're going, um, you know, roster sizes, things like that, um, and you know, of course, the, the girls' off-season training plans, and you know, their lifting plan, and so, I mean, from here, it's, I mean, we kind of put it in their hands, you know, with NESCAC, we don't really have a spring season, so, They're kind of on their own, and we leave it to their commitment and dedication, (laughs) that trust piece.
0: (laughs) Excellent. Amanda Hamilton, thanks so much for joining us and talking about the women's soccer season. All right. Thanks, Aaron. The field hockey team finished their season with an overall record of 9-7 and and an appearance in the NESCAC Championship's quarterfinals against Tufts. Their nine wins are the most for the program since 1999, and head coach Danny Ryder looks back on their year. First of all, Danny, tell us about the NESCAC championships going down there um, to play. We haven't talked to you since. Um, so, how would you evaluate the team's performance in the game? Came up a little bit short, but it sound, sounds like it kept the game pretty close.
6: Yeah, the game was very close, and um, we definitely left the game disappointed to not get the win, but. We had a, a very good um, season, and, and we definitely got to a place this year where we were competitive in postseason um, and not just satisfied just to get there. So a huge step for our program. Um, we did play very well. We had our chances. We had some some really good number-up chances. Unfortunately, it just didn't fall for us, and in other games it had. So we just have some work to do on that end, but it was a good game.
0: And it must be nice, at least as a head coach, um, since you didn't have any seniors, you don't have to say goodbye to anybody, right?
6: <laughs> yeah, and that's actually the conversation we had at the end of the game is we're in this very rare um, opportunity for our team, and a lot of college teams never experience this. I think it's it's pretty unusual to not graduate any seniors, and so we don't have to say goodbye to anyone, but with that there's an incredible amount of responsibility on our current student athletes to continue to move the program forward um, because they don't have to say goodbye to anyone, so there's really no – no other option than to be better next year because technically we're turning a more mature, um, more skilled team next year. So that's the that's what we've talked about.
0: And who are some players, maybe, I mean, we know about all the goal scorers, you know, whether it be Jesse or, or Taylor. Who are some players who maybe don't get the publicity through goals who really stood out this year for you?
6: Um, there were several, um, you know, Delaney and Sam in the backfield just did a phenomenal job holding down that area of the field really well. And they just have incredible tackles and a lot of poise um, under pressure. So they're really big for us um, back there. Adelaide towards the second half of the season and certainly in those last couple of games stepped up huge as a sophomore goalkeeper. She didn't get minutes last year so this year was really her, her debut for the program and she steadily progressed throughout the season. Those last couple of games um, we saw a really bright light back there of of what she's capable of and what's to come for her. And then in the midfield we had several first years who really, really stood out um, as well. Alexa and Grace. Grace ended up Um, coming up for us really big towards the end of the season because Caroline O'Reilly got a concussion in our game versus Middlebury which put her out for our last two games and so Grace really stepped in as that center midfield role and did a really phenomenal job and actually impressed us quite a bit so um, you know there's a lot of big contributors I think all across the field which is why we had so much success.
0: Great and then obviously you're goalkeeper yourself and so how do you work with the goalkeepers here at Bates um specifically what does Adelaide need to work on um you know to improve because obviously everyone has room for improvement
6: yeah sure so we work with them daily at the beginning of practice where um typically Katie will take the field players and run them through some stick and ball work um working on their wrist speed, their receptions, um, some of the finer details of their positions, and then I'll work with the goalkeepers. And really, I think Adelaide is incredibly smart goalkeeper, and she really understands the game well and understands where she wants her defense and what's going to make her successful. And she has great um, hand-eye coordination, and I think the biggest thing for her to work on is now finding that balance between um, communicating with her defense and having a lot of her attention going towards that but then still being able to focus on um, the ball in the play there's a there's so much for her on her plate and she really progressed really nicely this year but I think that's something college goalies can struggle with because they're used to just having to pay attention to stopping the ball um, and that's their one role in high school and then they jump into the college game and all of a sudden they have to be uh, controlling their defense stopping the ball moving moving their defenders around appropriately and there's just a lot to pay attention to
0: fourth year as the head coach of the program so basically you're you're now you know you've seen your all your recruits coming through basically. Do you really feel like you've truly put your stamp on this program? What do you want to see it develop even further next year perhaps?
6: Yeah, it's this year was very exciting to have a team of all of our recruits um, and I think it was exciting that 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 led to the our best season since ninety nine so that was really rewarding for for our coaching staff um, for the team to get that accomplishment. But moving forward, I think one thing that we've learned about our team and I've known about myself and I know about Katie, our assistant coach, is that um, we don't get overly excited about milestones. (laughs) Um, We're all very competitive people, and our team goes out there to win, and they work really, really hard to do so. And so it's exciting, and we're constantly reminded of those milestones, and we have phenomenal parents in our program who are just – always celebrating those milestones so it's nice to get to enjoy those with them but I think as a group we're always hungry for more and that's one thing I really really love about the team um, that we have is that they they're not satisfied and that's something that you can't create that's just a culture that that they came and and they put into the program so
0: great and then obviously we're into the offseason now obviously there's work to be done in the offseason as well so what do you do at this point in the year to continue to work to you know grow the program?
6: Sure. So um, just this week and next week because we still are within our, our season where we can practice. We don't do anything on the field, but we get the team back in the weight room and we really make sure that they're lifting properly and they have a strong foundation so that when they leave our eyesight, um, we know that they're doing things correctly because we don't want them spending the next couple of months thinking that they're training correctly but then having improper form or not using the weight rub appropriately so we just really take this opportunity to make sure that all their ducks are in a row and they're good to go um, on their own
0: all right great well danny thanks so much for your time and recapping the field hockey season with us thanks aaron next time on the
6: Bates bobcast
0: we'll recap the cross country team's performances at the ncaa regionals which are set for this Saturday. And we'll let you know how the football team fares against Hamilton on Senior Day this Saturday at Garcelon Field. Kickoff is set for noon. Plus, we'll preview some of our winter sports. That's next time on the Bates Bobcast. Beats, beats, right till the, end, right till the end of game! Right, right, right the end, right.